Hey everybody, welcome back to the fourth episode of Estate Mates. The title of this one is Building a Real Estate Team. Brandon, we've been building the team here at Square One, but a um, little bit of information this time about what it takes well, to do a real correction, estate Correction, it's building a successful real estate team, which is a big difference. But um, anyways, on that on that note, um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've seen some of the ins and outs in our industry of what it takes to build a successful team and it's a lot of work so i i'm curious to see what exactly it takes to build a successful real estate team because i think that's you know a lot of the people that we work with are successful teams and i want to hear more insight on on what it takes to get there i I think there's a lot of real estate agents out there and probably a ton that are listening that are on the fence you know they're they're a successful real estate agent and they know that there are are people out there that have built teams that have been able to scale a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully this gives them a little bit of insight on well, what it with, takes. With any industry, it's it's putting the right foot in front of the other and taking that, you know, you got to take that first big leap. And I think that's something that's difficult for a lot of people. So I'm interested to hear from our special guest today and uh, kind of get to understand what was that initial, that, that's what I want to take away from it, you know, in, in the end of this thing. So, yeah. And so our guest is Angela Kittner and we'll get into that on the back end of the intro, but Angela has built a really great, successful real estate agent, uh, real estate team here in team St. Of Louis. Agents, yep. Team of agents, and uh, she's going to give us a lot of great insight, and uh, we're excited to share that with everybody. So, without further ado, let's just jump right in. Sounds good. Let's go. This is Nick and Brandon, and we're here to talk about real estate and media. You ready? Let's go. Welcome, everybody, to the fourth episode of Estate Mates, and Brandon and Nick back with you, um, talking to another special guest, and today we have with us Angela Kittner from uh, KW Southwest here in St. Louis. Uh, welcome. Hi, everybody. We're excited to have you here, and thank you for you know coming and sharing some of your knowledge of real estate and how you built your team, and we're excited to get into it. Um, excited to be here. Before we get into it, you want to just kind of introduce yourself and who you are and how you started in real estate and how long you've been doing it? Sure. So, uh, my name is Angela Kittner, actually Angela Kittner Broso. I, uh, started in real estate, was licensed in 2004 and, uh, started a team in 2010. And so really been in the business about 17 years. Wow. And love it. Crazy goes, how time goes flies. Fast. Yeah, it goes real fast. Uh, and so you have, uh, what, 10, 10 team members now? About 10. And mm-hmm. what kind of volume are you doing every year? Normally, we're doing about 200 units every year. But last year with COVID, it wasn't the wasn't the, the best uh, year. We did about 130 units. Only 130 units. Well, that's low for us. Yeah, I understand. So, I understand. Yeah. We're always striving to be great. Yeah. Um, how far do you feel like you want to push that? Well, next year we're looking at 300 units. Okay. Is our goal. That's wow. a big difference so, from last year then. Well, I've got a I've got a new uh, director of sales. Okay. In position, so that's a key player that is going to help grow the team. Gotcha. Very cool. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool. So Angela's with us today because of obviously the merits that she had just mentioned. She's built a really nice real estate team here in St. Louis and uh, has a lot of great experience with that and you know today's episode is all about how to build a successful real estate team. And obviously Angela has done that. So we're, we're, we're excited to kind of get into the conversation of how we do that, things to avoid things that can really help us succeed um, and get some of that insight. So with that said, uh, just kind of jumping into it. um, Obviously you made the decision at some point in 2010 
right. to say, hey, I, I don't want to do this just by myself. I want to start bringing people together, building a team. What's that first decision-making step? Like, wh- what makes you do that in the first place? Well, if I can give you a little history. Yeah, please. So, uh, in 2004, when I got licensed, my sister, who um, was in marketing, I said, you know what? I'm thinking about leaving the corporate world and I want to do real estate. And I said, can you help me with that? Now, I had an MBA at the time. So I thought, well, you know, I, I know how to, I've got business background. I know how to build a business, I thought. So for about a year, her and I spent like three nights a week in my basement planning a launch into real estate. And most people that get into real estate don't do that. Yeah. Um, I just love it. The global headquarters for Angela right, Kenner started right. in a basement. That's yeah, right. That's great. <laughs> Not in a garage, but in a, yeah, basement. In a basement. Even better. Um, <laughs> right. And so, because I, because I had this really great job. You know, I had a company car, expense account. I had, um, I had three daughters under four. Oh wow! At the time, that's a big jump. And everybody was like, "Are you nuts? <laughs> like, are you gonna, you're gonna leave this great income, this great." gig you've got and you're going to go hundred percent commission. Yeah. And inside I was like, Oh, I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) But I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. And so, um, really she is the secret sauce, if you will. Yeah. She helped, uh, me launch so that my very first year in real estate, which was 2007, right? Cause I stayed part time while I was working a full-time job. And, uh, I had to make six figures my first year. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that very few people do that. Right. But I did it because I was like, I'm going to show these Mm -hmm. people. All these naysayers that said, you're crazy for leaving what you're doing. I was like, nope, I got this. Yeah. So. And that's just getting getting a plan together, getting out there and grinding and saying, I'm going to do this. It was really the plan. Because most people just get their license and they're like, okay, well, why isn't the phone ringing? Like, yeah. why aren't I listing million-dollar homes? Like, So there is no real right time. It's when you're ready or when you have your plan in place. And for you, you had a good That's plan. Right. And so That's right. plan first. And, I mean, it's no different than, you know, some of the things I've gone through. It's like, when do you have kids? Whenever am I financially ready? You're never you're never fully ready. You just never. have to make the commitment and have a plan in place and hope that it, <laughs> hope and, that it works out for you and stick to your plan. And be passionate about it. Right. Yeah. That's that's the the secret ingredient. Mm-hmm. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, because like you two, you're yep. obviously passionate about what you do. Yep. Um, I am too. And so when you love it, it's not work. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so. it's so true. It's a, it's like such a cliche thing to say, right? It really but is. I mean, if you get it, you get it, right? Right. And you hear so many, uh, it's interesting they say, you guys say, you know, you just got to do it. You hear so many entrepreneurs say that now, whenever they're kind of coaching other people, they're like, if you want to go start your own business, you got to get out there and do it. Like right. there is no replacing that, you know? No. Put, no. put your plan That's together. That's exactly right. Yeah. Play it's, your work, work your plan. Yep. It's so interesting to hear you have an MBA too. So in the last mm-hmm. episode, we talked to Mandy McGuire. Mm-hmm. And Mandy, uh, we asked her how she got into it. She goes, you know, have you ever talked to a real estate agent that said they went to college to be a real estate agent? No. <laughs> it's not <laughs> the case, right? Yeah. It's always, you're always migrating over from some other career. Right. But there's not many people that actually sit down and put a plan in place before they jump into it. So yeah. I think that's pretty cool that you did that. Yeah. Now, was your sister in real estate? or no. was really? she was just in marketing. Really? And I was like, we got to figure how am I going to just be a rock star right away? Yeah. I got, we got to, we got to do this. And so, um, 
it was just, it was really about, you know, people ask me that all the time. Like, how do you, how can you find success quickly mm-hmm. in real estate? And th- my answer is always, um, the area you live in, make sure every single person in that area knows who you are, mm-hmm. the churches, the schools, the teachers, like everybody just don't, don't try to sell in Barnhart, North County, West County. Like if you live in Crestwood, own Crestwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and it will just explode snowballs from there. there. Yeah. Yeah. So how much of your first leap of faith was marketing? I mean, did that play a big role? You know, I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I, I had a full-time income Mm -hmm. so I could spend some money on marketing myself Mm -hmm. that, that, that I get that a lot of agents don't have, you know, that was part of your plan. That was part of my plan. Yeah. And so, um, so was I on the back of church bulletins and school directories and, um, like sponsoring the water bottles for the kids, mm-hmm. sports teams and stuff at school. So yeah, I, yeah. I just made myself everywhere. Which yeah. was, which was totally the marketing plan in 2005 and to the, right. to the 2010, right? Right. But now it's completely different. It's, it's a all, whole different world. Oh my gosh. It's all digital, yeah. right? I mean, That's some right. of the water bottles and things anymore are like, why would I spend the money on that? Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. I, I, I think it's for you, whenever you first got into it, um, you know, what you mentioned is like staying in your area and then also spending some money on marketing, but that's like all the stuff you were saying is marketing one-on-one. It's not necessarily just real estate one-on-one. It's marketing one-on-one. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. So even for our business, when we're trying to get out there, we always talk about just like consistency and getting your face out there, getting your name out there just so that if somebody has less for you, it'd be if somebody is going to sell their house mm-hmm. or want to buy a house, you have to be the person that pops up in their head. That's right. Right. And for us is the same way. If somebody's going to list a home. We, we want to be popping up in their head if they need photography or whatever it may be. But the point is, is that it's marketing one-on-one. It's like getting yourself out there and being very consistent with it. Right. And just mind share. Yes. You know, that's really it. Yeah, completely. Um, so, so you put together this plan, you launch into real estate, mm-hmm. uh, you're doing well in the first year. You've obviously yeah. become a successful individual real estate agent. That's right. And then you kind of keep going down the road and eventually you say, Hey, I'm doing well enough. I need to start a team. That's Is right. it, it, was it a level of success that made you think that way? Or was it a, a, a idea of what you wanted it to be in the future? You know, I always pride myself on being transparent Mm-hmm. And I was with Prudential Select Properties at the time, mm-hmm. and um, a magazine, a magazine called um, St. Louis Home Magazine or something like that came out, and they it had the top ten agents for in the city or mm-hmm. county, whatever. Yeah. And I was in it, and and I thought, oh my god, this is so great! <laughs> like <laughs> I did like, it. I'm I such made a it. big deal. <laughs> and um. At the time, it, this so again, it was 2010. Yeah, and not one person from my company congratulated me. Oh. And it was funny because secretly, I had always admired Keller Williams agents. Always, yeah. I just thought they were just a classier bunch. Yeah, and I and I kept saying, you know, like if I ever go anywhere, that's going to be where I'm where I would go. So I'll just kind of go awry here a little bit because this is a good story. It's actually coming up. That was one of our future questions. So <laughs> okay, keep good. Keep going. It's going to be why color. You it's know, a great, it's a great. brokerage play a role? Okay, yeah, for sure. So, um, so I was just, it's kind of like miffed, you know, after that. And um, that came out in like July of 2010. Well, in August, a good friend of mine, Tracy Polanski, 
Yeah, if you guys might know her. She's know. in the, the name sounds super familiar, PR but... world. I mean, she okay. does all that. Anyway, she was in a BNI network group with mm-hmm. my husband, who wasn't my husband at the time. And uh, she said, you know, you guys have to exchange like names. You have to give each other referrals in BNI. I don't know if yeah. you're familiar oh, with yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of annoying, but whatever. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. But you, <laughs> but you have to bring these names. And so she called me one day and she goes, would you please meet with this guy named David Broso? And I go, oh, Tracy. I said, Remax calls me, Cole Banker calls Everybody calls me. No, I don't want to meet with anybody. My office was literally at the end of my street yeah. where I lived. And so um, she said, please. And I go, okay, for you. You tell him I'll meet with him for 20 minutes. Yep. So I say to my sister, hey, I'll be right back. I'm just going up to Bredco. I'm going to meet this guy. Just get done with it. And so I walk in and I said, hi, I'm Angela Kittner. I said, I'm just here for Tracy. Just so you know, I'm not moving brokerages. And he looked at me. Now he's 6'3", big guy. And he looked at me with no expression and said, how do you know we would even want you? Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, game <laughs> on. Like what? <laughs> what do you mean you don't want me? Yeah. And so... um, so I sat down with him, talked to him a little bit, and I still, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know this guy. I've never heard of him, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then, um, yeah, I went down to it. We have an event that's actually coming up called Mega Camp mm-hmm. in Austin. Yeah. And I went to it, and I just got down there, and I was like, holy crap. Like. This is different. This is different. Yeah. Like these people, I thought they were all on crack because I'm like, everybody's nice. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to help me. Excited to be there. Like, what's the be deal? Part of it. Yeah. Because the environment I came from was like, get that off the printer quick. Somebody's going to look at it or mm-hmm. steal my lead or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, so then I came back and I was like, this is where I need to be. Yeah. So why I came to Keller Williams was to one, to build a team, but two, the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah. And that, you know, you come in from the corporate world and some cor- some corporations do this well and some don't, but that appreciation is what I think makes or breaks a good culture within a corporation. Oh, for sure. Right? That appreciation and not getting that out of brokerage. I mean, so It was crazy. Right? I yeah. was like, what's wrong with you people that you yeah. didn't even say, great job. Thanks yeah. for making us look good. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, and, and now that you have a team, you can kind of create that culture within your own team That's right. for yourself, right? That's right. That's exactly um, right. So I think that answers one of our questions here was, mm-hmm. did the brokerage play a, you know, did it play, a, did it have an impact on the decision um, to start a team? So. 100%. Yep. Okay. So I've heard before, Angela, that KW really plays towards, uh, it, it really sets up well for people to start a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that? Well, one of the things is that um, in your traditional brokerage, there's no cap, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you just keep paying in, paying in on every single transaction. Mm-hmm. Well, at Keller Williams, there was there's a cap. So once you pay a certain amount in, that's it. Gotcha. You're 100%. So it's much more conducive to bring team members on because they then cap as well. Gotcha. Um, kind of as one. Yeah. I okay. mean, just the way that Gary franchised out the offices is the way we build our teams. Okay. So um, that doesn't really give you an exact answer, but it's um, 
Well, it it sounds like it sounds like maybe the the financial setup of it is maybe a little bit more conducive to teams than than for others, sure. and I think that's probably the answer I was looking for. But I, I definitely have heard that um, talking to people that we come across mm-hmm. um, that have said the same thing, yeah. similar to what you said, why you came over to KW culture and it's better for teams. Yeah. Uh, so I just always kind of was Wonder. curious of why that was. So. Yeah. Um, so you start building the team. Where do you mm-hmm. start? Where do you start? Like, what's the first thing, the first person you hired or was it bringing on another agent? Was it bringing on marketing or listing coordination? What was it? Well, so I had my sister with mm-hmm. me. She quit her job. Oh, you brought on. her along with you. Her okay. On. I she's thought she still, was just helping you plan. No, she's still here today. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. She's cool. my director of ops. This is a so family deal. Well, and my mom works for us too. What? Oh, man. Yeah, so that's that's really funny. She Brandon, she, Brandon and I made a rule: no family. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We love that? our moms, but <laughs> well, my mom's eighty, and um, and she's our runner. So she's putting the signs in the yard. That's she's, awesome. and I tell her all the time: I'm like, I don't care if you've got one eye, you yeah. get out there and work. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she she loves it. It's I mean, it's a reason to get up every day because I'm like, hey, I need this sign over there. I need this lockbox here. I need you got to meet with this yeah. inspector. Yeah. She loves it. She doesn't talk back at all, huh? Oh, she does. <laughs> oh, she does. I let her know who's boss. You gave her one of the most important roles out there. I mean, oh, she thinks she's the CEO. Yeah. Well, it yeah. sounds like she kind of is. Well, and it's funny. My my husband will say it. My sister, we all say it. We're like, we'd be so screwed without her. Yeah. Like when she goes on vacation, all, all hell breaks loose because <laughs> yeah. then we're all running and gunning to try to get, you know, everything yeah. she normally does every day. Yeah. So. Don't yeah. we know that? There's there's key people within organizations, and we know who they are. Oh, my God. <laughs> if Sharice was gone, she answers the phone for us. If she was gone, we wouldn't know what yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, if everything fall apart. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, would. within teams, there's the culture vibe, which yeah. it sounds like, you know, we've kind of touched on the KW culture and stuff like sure. that. But at what point do you start to think, and how important is that to you, of having the culture behind what you're what you're growing in your team? Well, you know, uh, well, I'll step back and I'll I'll answer the question you first asked is mm-hmm. who's your first hire? Mm-hmm. And it and it really should be an assistant, mm. kind of your executive assistant, your your person that allows you to go do dollar producing activities mm-hmm. and they're handling all of the details, all the behind the scenes follow up that okay. needs to go on. Gotcha. Um I've heard I've heard this before. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but I've I've heard this before and it sounds like it's very applicable to this. Uh Entrepreneurs, when they're starting a business, obviously wear a lot of caps, right? For sure. And being able to start carving off some of those caps so that you can focus your attention on the higher revenue dollar producing tasks. What I'm good at. Yes, exactly. And so that sounds like what you were kind of trying to do is start to carve off a little pieces of you to make your time more efficient towards revenue generating. That's right. Mm -hmm. And um, And that's what every agent needs to do. That needs to be their first hire. Yeah. And then a buyer's agent. Yeah. Most people try to do it backwards. Mm-hmm. They try to, oh, I've got got all this business. I need a buyer's agent. No, you've got nobody that's setting up your systems, your models, the glue. And, yeah. you know, your foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. So when you're so back to the culture thing, then yeah. so like when you're hiring those people, I mean, wh- at what point do you start to kind of focus on? I mean, I'm assuming you had some sort of vision for oh, for sure. culture within your plan, right? That's right. Um, you know. I always tell my team that, hey, if we're not having a good time doing what we're doing, we shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that simple. Life right. is way too short. And, um, and it, you know, as, as full as – if I hired everyone like me, we'd be just 
dancing and awesome. laughing and acting <laughs> like fools all day long, you yeah. know, but, um, it, it's having the right culture is also having the right people and the right s- spots on the bus, you know, like, yeah. like, like my director of sales is very calm and he's, um, doesn't get ruffled mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And I'm this lunatic that's like, oh my God, you know, balance. Yeah. Yeah. Creating the balance. So I can't hire someone like myself. Yeah. Right. So, um, it, the, the culture piece has to be there. I mean, sure, I bring the fun and all of that and the silliness and, but, but I also bring, I, I set the tone for, hey, um, we're going to take care of our clients like nobody else does. And they're going to c- continue to refer us mm-hmm. because of the way we've taken care of them. And, and we mm-hmm. don't, take ourselves so serious that our clients just think we're duds. Yeah. You know, we got to be real. Yeah. There's so, there's so many little tidbits in here. I mean, it's, you're talking about consistency and, and, and having a good culture will give you consistency uh, because people, you won't have as much turnover. You have the right people. That's right. Um, and then you're talking about customer service. You're talking about having a good time. You know, you hear people, a lot of people say like, it's, it's my work family. And it's like, family is a weird word to use because it's not your family, right? You have your family, but it's, it's the people that you spend a lot of time with. For and sure. there's a lot of similarities between a family and you want people to just, you know, want to have each other's back and, and really focus on the client and do that really well. That's right. We have this thing up here on the wall called the square one way. It's in the other room here. Okay. Um, but the first thing that we have on there is that we are first and foremost a service company, mm-hmm. right? And it sounds like you have something similar. It's like we are so focused on service, on service of a client that all the other stuff that we do well, it's kind of like second nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole team kind of focuses on that as the first thing, right? Right. If we do everything well together and we focus on service, we're going to keep re- referrals and the business is going to grow. The business just comes. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? It's automatic. Reputation mm-hmm. over revenue. I've heard that many times too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you keep doing well for your clients, then revenue is going to come after that. That's right. But it all goes back to a good culture, which sounds like you've done well within yeah. your organization. People have to want to come to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if they don't want to, then yeah. what's the point? Yeah. I imagine appreciation is something you focus on. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, it was difficult with COVID obviously, but, um, you know, it's appreciation really throughout, not just uh, my team, but our clients, Mm. you know, just silly things. Like when COVID hit last March, I was, I had the art of entertaining do up like a couple hundred of um, these s'mores kits that they do Mm -hmm. um, and had them delivered to all of our clients. You thought I gave them a million dollars. Really? I mean, just the thoughtfulness behind it. um, I just, so it's so critical yeah that um i think when you're thoughtful and generous and and it and it's sincere the business just comes to us yeah i mean it's just so who so simple obviously you know talking about the culture and stuff now it's it's coming out more and more we can kind of see what your culture is like and how much you appreciate it um who who like taught you that did you have a mentor you said your mom's involved i mean where'd you did you grow up around that mentality of you know caring for people and um where'd you get your start so, so, well, I got my work ethic from my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. No, no question. Two hardest working people ever. Um, it, you know, I think it's just, you know, my husband will tell you that I'm, if, if you ask him what's the one quality about me, he's going to say generous. Mm. And um, I just feel like the more I give, the more I get. It just yeah. goes that way. Mm-hmm. So, 
and I'm not trying to like get something. I just, it's just my nature to want to give. I want all the folks on my team making a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. And we just talked about this in our team meeting on Tuesday that the more money we make, the more we can give away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's on my vision board is to give a million dollars away to charity. Oh, that's cool. So just. So is that something you just came up with or do you, you know, kind of going back to the mentor piece? I mean, Mm -hmm. do you have any recommendations for mentors that you've had or is this just kind of something you've developed over your experience and, and building as you go? I think it's just from my parents. Yeah. My dad is just the nicest person in the entire world, (laughs) you know, and I think when you come from that, it's just, you're hardwired that way. Right. I don't think you can create that. It's you are, you aren't. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Just an idea. Yeah. I mean, maybe he wants to start a uh, real estate coaching. Who? Your dad. Oh, he passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, well, you could t- maybe you could take his, you know, his yeah. information and pass along to real estate agents so that they I thought too. about coaching actually for a while, but eh, it's too, it, it, I, I don't want to be um, tied down to certain dates and times. Yeah. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, but this, okay, so this is a, a, maybe a, an appropriate follow-up question. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you a little bit about process and how a team can help that. Obviously, you got to sure. have the right people in place to mm-hmm. make sure you're on track. I mean, you said the assistant is the first one, so you first can kind of keep you on track, right? Um, do you feel like um, the process has to be really thought out on the front end or is the process of like how your team operates, is that something you just dive in and you figure it out along the way? You know, I think there was a lot, well, there was a lot of planning in the beginning um, because, you know, I had experiences with other realtors, right? Mm -hmm. Ones that helped me. Yeah. um, And they were an unorganized mess. And so uh, I knew what not to do. And, um, I think it's, I think you also, you're, you're evolving. Yeah. You know, what I, what I'm doing today is not necessarily what I was doing in 08 yeah. or 09. You know, it, it, it's evolved. I've, when you add teammates, you add leverage. And so I have, I didn't have a life mm. um, in 07, 08, 09. It wasn't until I joined Keller Williams that I realized how I was operating all wrong. Mm. Like I was meeting clients at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And, and my husband now, it wasn't at the time, but he said, what are you doing? Like attorneys, doctors, they don't meet with their clients at nine o'clock at night. What are you doing? And I was like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm good. I don't sense. have to meet at nine o'clock at yeah. night. So it was like this, was Light that a was on. that a Keller Williams thing, or was that a building out your team to take off some of those other tasks from you? Both, both, yeah, yeah. It, it, I was losing my mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was doing fifteen million on my own as a single agent. That's a lot. I mean, that was ninety five units. That was that's a lot. And I had three daughters that I didn't miss a school event. I didn't miss anything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I've heard that before and and it feels like if you get a really good process in place that can help you kind of get your life back as a real estate agent, which obviously is, is an issue for a lot of agents. For most. Yeah. It's a control piece. They won't let go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's, maybe that's kind of, of maybe part of the answer to my next question, but Mm -hmm. a lot, I think a lot of real estate agents, they're kind of in that like limbo phase of, you know, I'm doing really well by myself. 
putting a team together sounds like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really want to do it. I'm a little, I have a little bit of paralysis because of the unknown, you know? Um, so maybe, maybe like try to shed a little bit of light on that for somebody that's in limbo. Yeah. Um, you know, why should they do it? Is it easier than you would think it would be? Is it something you'll figure out along the way? Like why, why should you jump in and, and how will it be easier than they think it would be? If you really want a life, you've got to let go to grow. I mean, it's, yeah. it's so simple let go to grow. I like that. You, um, well. yeah. yeah. I mean, most agents say, well, somebody else isn't going to take care of my clients that well. I, they want me. And I, I mean, I thought like that. I was stupid. I, I really thought like that. Like they love me. They want me. No, <laughs> they didn't want me. They wanted the service I provided. Yeah. And that's the key. Yeah. That is absolutely the key. And I could provide better service if I had more of me, in a sense, more teammates. Mm-hmm. And so um, agents' lives will change once they get some help. Yeah. And if they're trying to do it themselves, you know, as a photographer doing it yourself, it's too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 the money's not worth it. If, yeah. if you have no time with your family, no time to, to spend that money. I mean, it's, it's, it's miserable. Well, it's it, may, a miserable it may feel existence. like a step back whenever you go from that and you're like, okay, I'm going to take more risk and all that stuff and less money, whatever you want to call it. But it's that long term. You make more money. Yeah. And, but Way you have more. to be okay with that short term where it's a little bit, uh, let's see what happens here. Yeah, exactly. We, we talk about that. You have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. But most agents won't, they won't make that leap. Yeah. They're too scared. Yeah. It's good though. If everybody did it, then, you know, right. it wouldn't be worth it. Right. So. Exactly. That, the, the human aspect that you just mentioned is probably the most important, even more than the financial piece, because you have pride as a real estate agent, you know, I've said this before, but your brand is your name. I mean, like there are no other companies in the world, maybe law firms, yeah. but like that name their companies after themselves because That's you right. are your brand, right? That's right? And so there's so much pride that comes into that. And, you know, if you're going to put the Kittner group like on the, on the signs, right, yeah. you want to make sure they're taken care of. And That's so right. releasing that power, I imagine, is even harder in this industry than maybe even others. It It is scary because, you know, I, I, um... I hadn't worked with buyers since 2010. And so um, I basically had to say to buyers, like, you're better off working with this person because that's what they do all day long. They know the inventory. They know the market. They know exactly what you're looking for. And and I work with sellers. So um, it... It really does. If you want to grow, just let go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm sitting here shaking my head at the risk of hitting my microphone so hard because, (laughs) I mean, I know we're not real estate agents, but we have just had such a parallel with that, with our business and letting go a little bit and and, and focusing on exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. These people are doing this every single day. Let them do it. They're experts, you know, even all the way down to scheduling. Like Sharice owns the schedule and she does it better than anybody ever possibly could. Like let her do that. That's right. So it is, it's hard to let go, but once you do it, I think it's a little bit freeing, right? Oh, well, because yeah. then you can grow it bigger for them. Yes. You yeah, know? Yeah. Because if you're in it, you're not working 
on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Ooh, that's good. Think You've got a that. lot of really good ones. You're not, in it, you're not working on that. We need yeah. to. Yeah. We have the whiteboard right here. We need to start writing these. Down. Yeah. <laughs> these like, mean, are... like like just for an example, mm-hmm. you're sitting here with me, right? You're in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But what if you had other people interviewing me and you guys were working on it yeah. to say, okay, bird's eye view, we need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. We need to be thinking bigger. Yep. Can yep. always go bigger because totally. our first step was we're not shooting houses. We're right. doing this. And so now you're putting more pressure on us to get out of this. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> One hey, step at a time. Just, right. ep- episode five is going to have new hosts. Pop the brakes. Pop the <laughs> be like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> they threw me in this. But you see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, Think bigger for your people. Of course. Yeah. That's what they need from you. That's exactly yeah. that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So how how quickly did you grow? And then like at, at this point, it's uh, what what are your, your bigger aspirations? Like where do you want your team to go? Is it mm-hmm. a, as far as your clients will allow you to go? Like what what's what's the plan for your group? Right. The vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so last year the the vision was that I would hire a director of sales. Because mm-hmm. I have a director of lead generation and a director of ops. Okay. And so it's kind of our executive team. Um, with inventory being the way it was, is, you know, there's a shortage. Yeah. For sure. Um, I wanted to get back into it because I can drive the listings in, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. my team, right? So yeah. um, it used to be the Angela Kittner team before I started um to really think bigger. And mm-hmm. then I was like, no, 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 it's not, it's not about me anymore. It's way bigger than me. Yep. So, um, the, you know, I think that the, the vision is obviously to provide more opportunities for folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I want each of my buyer's agents to have a showing specialist so that they're leveraging their time so they can mm-hmm. be at home with their families more, not running and gunning on, nights and weekends, um, that, that showing specialist model is, um, is key for a buyer's agent's life. I mean, to, to, to really work well. Um, and, um, and it's, you know, it's to grow the units, 300 units next year is our goal. And and it's lofty, especially when we're in an inventory (laughs) issue, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's tough, but you know, we'll just put our heads down and we're going to go. That's right. It's adding more team members too. Yeah. Yeah. Short-term goals, you know, being next year and long-term, longer-term goals of, you know, growth and being able to provide opportunities for your teammates and things like that, right? Well, and I also have um, three daughters that are 21, 20, and 17. And all three of them, well, the oldest is licensed and she's already flipping homes. Um, the middle one is getting licensed. And then the um, senior in high school is like, Oh, I'm getting into real estate too. Yeah. I can't wait to get my license. So I've, I've created quite a, a legacy here that yeah. is really cool to to see that you know those those girls want to take it over. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, super you cool. Keep the name, so that's good. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> it's already it's, it's already your company. Yeah, you'll never have to change it. That's great. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so what uh, if we're getting into uh, you know sharing with our with our audience you know the things you should do, things you shouldn't do. Uh, we haven't really talked about like any struggles you've had and things mm-hmm. you would have maybe done differently. If somebody's thinking about starting their own group, like what should they avoid? You know what? The, and I've made a, I've made lots of mistakes with regard to hiring people. Yeah. Huge mistakes. Personnel. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, folks that I thought were like me, um, thought, oh, well, they've got the same work ethic, the same drive. 
well, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, you can only have like one chief and, you know. So uh, I struggled there um, hiring the right folks because when you make a bad hire, it affects the rest of the team. Uh Yep. For sure. And I've made plenty of bad hires. Um, People that I should have let go sooner than I did. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a mistake. Uh, And I think you ask any, you ask a Tadlock, you ask, you know, um, just any of the big teams that um, that's their their biggest mistake is people. Yeah. Is there any way that uh, people can avoid that or is it just kind of learning every time you go and, you know? Well, at Keller Williams, we have a class called Career Visioning, and it's it's all about how to hire the right folks, mm-hmm. taking them through this long process. And like every, an interview process? Uh-huh. Okay. It's, there's like eight steps to it. Yeah. And everybody wants, nobody wants to go through that process. They want it, like, they just want to hire, oh, this person seems great. Yeah. And then they're a disaster. Right. Um, and so, so really that is it's following the process all the way to the end reference checks. I mean, all of it. And no one it's worth it. Yeah. And, yeah. and in real estate, everybody's like, Oh, well you look good. Come on. Let's just come on the team. So stick to the plan. Yeah. Gotta stick to the plan. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about that with, uh, with contractors, right? You don't want to like, you don't want to just say, mm-hmm. Oh, just, just do it and get it done. And then, right. yeah. it, then they do it wrong. And then you got to get somebody that's worth it to come back. You know what you I spend mean? more. Yeah. And, and so we do that on training too. With, yeah. With agents. A hundred percent. So mm-hmm. it's worth it to spend the time up front to make sure you have the right team Bingo. members, not just team members. Well, That's you right. want to be in it for the long haul. I mean, going back to your contractor comment is do it right the first time because I'm going through right now at the inspections of my house, my old house. It's like yeah. if I just would have not tried to save a dollar on the front end, That's now right. I'm like rushing to get it all done and can't get anybody there and the short, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's a nightmare. So staying on that plan and just kind of thinking, right. thinking more long term, like we talked earlier, I think is important too. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, uh, I was just informed by our producer, Will, that we're we're going long on our time. So I wanted to make sure that we uh, were cognizant of that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there's been a ton of really great insight. Anybody listening to this, I think, will will leave it knowing a little bit more about what it takes to run a team and some steps that they're going to have along the way. Uh, kind of a final question for you is um, if there is somebody that, you know, like we were talking about earlier, somebody that is on the on the verge of maybe doing it and maybe not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've talked about this already, but what's your really like your one thing that you would tell them if they were sitting in front of you and they were saying, I'm thinking about doing the team. I'm thinking about not doing a team. What would you tell them? Well, I'd ask them why. And if their, if their answer is to make more money, that's not the answer. The answer is, do you want to provide opportunity for others? Yeah. And if, 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 if that's not your f- focus, you know, like coming from contribution. How can I help enough people get what they want so I can get what I want? That's really it. Yeah. And but a lot of people miss that helping the other people. They just mm-hmm. want to get what they want. And that's just short term yeah. thinking. So it has to be a cultural fit is, is first and foremost over money. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. Makes sense. It won't last. Yeah. Right. Very cool. Well, we've mm-hmm. talked about a lot today. Yeah. We've, we've talked about, you know, when to, when to properly, you know, think about when you want to start a team, how to, how to kind of first steps to do that, mm-hmm. things you should focus on, things you should maybe avoid. That's right. Um, but ultimately, uh, I, I think 
people that are going to listen to this are going to be the ones that are very interested in doing it. And I think you've given them a lot of really great insight into it. So, And they can call me too. They can call you. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll put your number maybe yeah. in the description yeah. or something and Go they can give it. you a call. Yeah. Go for it. Well, next time we have you on here, maybe next year, it'll be how to hit 300 units. Okay. Is that good? Yeah. Love oh. it. All Let's right. do it. Holding me accountable right now. <laughs> yeah. Our, our episode is going to turn it. into check-ins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Put you on That's the spot. Right. That's right. Well, Angela, thank you so much for your time. I know you're really, really busy, you know, selling a lot of real estate, but um, this has been valuable for, I think, a lot of our listeners. And thank you good. very much. Awesome. Thanks for having yep. me. Thank you. Very cool. Mm-hmm. See you next time.